What's up? <laughs> What's up? What's up? Howdy. <sighs> we gonna use that? We, we're gonna use it. The sup? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so welcome to, I think this is week eight. We are in week eight. And I think we are starting to figure out that this is harder than we thought it was to do, to get together. Yes. It's lining up the time and making it happen. Yes. And I think that we both have extremely busy lives and I have a baby now, which is even more, I have to be like home. Right. Like why are where's the baby how is he uh <laughs> he's upstairs with his mom and uh he's doing great he turned a month old today congrats happy to him. uh month old happy bar mitzvah is it already yeah. i mean it's gonna feel like it when that time does come it's literally been a month and i, and I don't even know like where the time went yeah because he just continues to get bigger <clears throat> which is crazy but mm-hmm. He just gets heavier, and I notice as I'm holding him because my back hurts yeah. faster. Well, you know, that's I just get a stronger doing, back. Keep doing, keep doing pull-ups. Yep. Yeah. So, some Omaha-related news. Yes. The past month or so, uh, we lost two sports legends. We lost Gail Sayers, who was uh, went to Central High School. He was a Huge running back, I think in the 40s, 50s. Okay. Um, and then we lost the Cardinals great, Bob Gibson. Pitcher for the Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals back in the day. And he actually mm-hmm. died here in Omaha. Just old age, both of them. Yeah. And sad. It is. It's, it, um, I remember a guy we work with particularly saying that <clears throat> one of his kids went uh, – to his house for uh, to make a sale on something and mm-hmm. uh, talk to him. This was a few years ago. Yep. And just how cool it was to like hear Bob Gibson tell like his old baseball stories. Mm-hmm. Random enough, I still I used to like five years ago collect baseball cards. That was uh, a thing for me at the time. Uh, I still have a whole bunch, but uh, I have Bob Gibson's autograph from something. It was like a uh, right in, you get a, an autograph for something. It was in a draw that mm-hmm. I did and uh, got that. So it's cool to have. Probably nice. not worth much, but it's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember my grandpa, who was huge, into, still is huge into baseball, always mm-hmm. saying that like he never went up against him in baseball, Bob Gibson, but saying that I think everybody that did feared the guy. He was just horrible to go against. Uh, really? Through so fast. He'd get in your head. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, also, one person who deserves to die is going to die in December. That I feel like you... <laughs> let's back up here. Um, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So, someone who deserves to die. Deserves to die. So... Is up... For, their ticket's up soon. The ticket's up soon. Yeah. The uh, United States decided this one. Mm-hmm. Um, the death penalty. The first female death penalty that will be initiated in six decades. Mm. Um, Lisa Montgomery. Um, and it's the only reason I know this. I wouldn't know this if it was like fuck Florida or right. like New York. Wouldn't have any clue. I, I would see the headline and swipe right through. But, but 
But <laughs> this one is important because this crime happened about 20 minutes from where I grew up. <clears throat> so, Tell me more. 2004, um, <clears throat> a lady was basically sell- selling dogs, and she was a mm-hmm. dog trader seller. Anyway, so this Lisa Montgomery contacted her said, hey, I would like to buy one of your dogs. I think they're rat terriers is what they – and I guess there's a, a, a market for them. Um, sure. Anyway, so – they corresponded, decided, hey, let's meet, met up the Lisa Montgomery lady who was from Malvern, Kansas, mm-hmm. drove up from Kansas to Skidmore, Missouri. <laughs> Skidmore, Missouri. Um, nothing bad has ever happened there before. Um, wait a second. Um, so anyway, they met up and the lady that she went to go meet about the dogs was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Well... Instead of just buying a dog, she strangled the lady and cut the baby out of her stomach and took it to Malvern, Kansas with her and tried to pass it off as her own. Well, (laughs) due to computer-based forensics, they were able to figure out real quick who the fuck did it. And they were like, you're going to fucking jail. Unbelievable. And so that was 2004, I believe, 2003, mm-hmm. 2004. Yeah, because I think I'd just gotten out of high school. And <clears throat> so it's taken that long, what, 16 years? Yeah. To finally say, go ahead and let's kill her. December 8th. Wow. It's going to be on pay-per-view. Um, big big <laughs> pay-per-view tune in. Um, all of Nottaway County, Missouri will be tuned in uh, to watch that, Twenty nine ninety five. dollars um, You heard it here, folks. <clears throat> so it's time. Whoa. Yeah. Shows up to buy a dog. Yeah. Ends up strangling a lady, cutting her baby out. Yes. Taking the baby home. Yeah. Baby survived. Trying to raise the baby. How long she, did this take? Did she get caught like right away? Yeah. I don't It was, it, I it was like a day a day later. The yeah. story sounds very familiar. However, yeah. Yeah. I don't know the details. Yeah, I mean that was huh. Skidmore, Missouri in general. Um, has a lot of, uh, has a hell of a backstory. Um, not the only time something w- very off the wall has happened in Skidmore, Missouri. Yeah. Um, so in the 80s, I believe it was the 80s, yes, 80s. Uh, well, I don't think I was even born yet mm-hmm. um, when this happened. My mom is friends with uh, a lady who at the time was a teenager um, or early 20s <clears throat> that this happened to. But Ken Rex McElroy. If you're from the area, you heard that name, you already know the story. Is this like a standoff situation? Not really. No, this is a stand what? down. You're going to fucking lay down and you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, this guy basically terrorized a small town yeah. of Skidmore, Missouri. Roughly 500 people. Yeah. And the cops were scared of him. Everyone was scared of him. Mm-hmm. Um, he bullied everyone that he came across. Stole cattle. Um did everything that there was, was accused of uh, child molestation, rape, all of these things. Nobody was, um, the cops weren't willing to stand up to him, whatever. So the town took it into their own hands mm-hmm. and no idea who did it. It was a lot of people shot him in the middle of the street mm-hmm. in Skidmore, Missouri and took care of the problem. Problem staying solved. And... 
another um, weird story from Skidmore, Missouri. <clears throat> so, what did we learn? Don't, don't go to yeah, Skidmore, don't. Missouri. Uh, right? It's a nice town. It really is. It's a very <laughs> nice town. Nice people. Um, I know a lot of people from there. Yeah. And um, I've always had a great experience there. <clears throat> um, but don't be a fucking nuthead. Well, there is truth in that. Because you're not going to be, you're not going to come out. Okay. Yeah. So, um, another one, Branson Perry, September, or no, April 11th, on my birthday, 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, he disappeared. Another one of Skidmore's finest? Oh, uh, no, he was he was just a young kid. I think he was early 20s. Okay. Um, he just randomly disappeared. Never found him ever again. Still to this day, they huh. are searching for him. Maybe he just moved and want, didn't want to like tell anyone. Yeah. I, he could I, be living in Oregon somewhere. There was a lot more, I think, in the works in that more one. More to the story? Yeah, I don't know it. but hmm. So, okay. anyway... That's <clears throat> that's the news that I have. What is it that all of these folks have in common? <clears throat> they are other than being from from or to Skidmore at some point. Yeah, that they are either all dead or on their way to the afterlife. Yes. What is that? <laughs> Whenever I hear this, <laughs> the word. Afterlife. I always think of Avenged Sevenfold, the song Afterlife, which huge Avenged yeah. Sevenfold fan back in the day. But that's not what you're referring to, I don't believe. Um, I think this always makes me wonder. And I was in Boston last week. Yes. And I went to um, Proctor's Ledge, which, if you remember the movie The Crucible, Crucible. From <clears throat> long time ago, um, I think it was either '80s or '90s. Anyway, okay. it was about the Salem witch trials, and John Proctor, the guy who stood up and said, "Nobody's a witch." Yeah, like I think that's the story. If I'm wrong, sorry, but <laughs> nobody's a witch. Stop doing what you're doing. You yeah. guys are fucking idiots. Yeah, and I think you're just bored. And it's 1692. And there's no phones to play on to like right, no Candy on Crush, Facebook. Kid. Nobody, nobody. Everybody's on. I'm gonna remove your face yeah. and make a book out of it. Um, so I was there. It was really eerie. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, it was. It's it's more of a a tourist attraction now, mm-hmm. I think. And being there during the month of Halloween. The Hocus Pocus stuff comes into play because that's yeah. where Hocus Pocus, a big part of it, was filmed. Yep. And I think that there's a lot of, <clears throat> well, I'm a witch and I'm going to go hang out there. <laughs> You're not a witch. Um, witches don't Maybe. exist. <clears throat> and I think that uh, people still maybe in Salem have a lot of time on their hands that they don't use to start a business like Radwash! Hey, <laughs> this is a plug for Radwash. <laughs> so, yeah. <clears throat> or they don't play enough music. So, right. uh, they become witches. Well, maybe they play like witchy music. Maybe. Like, While you're like ruining your cauldron. What? You're, yeah. you're singing a, a witch's ditty. Make, making a witch's <laughs> brew. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. That sounds like it's got toad stuff in it. How many breweries in... Or around Boston, have some version of witches brew during 
this season. <clears throat> Who knows? I didn't count. So. You know, I was. <laughs> it was just like, oh, here we are. I get to see it. Another off the list. Uh, yeah. Uh, it wasn't a buckle. Nice. So it was eerie there. Yeah, it was yeah. because you're standing in a place where mm-hmm. 19 people were murdered. Yep. Hanged. And one, an 81-year-old man, was not hung, but because he was standing up for the rights of the people who were being murdered, he they placed a door on top of him or a board, something, and they placed stones on him until it crushed his body. And you know what he said right before he died? The sheriff of, the, of Salem mm-hmm. came up and said, are you ready to confess? Or are you ready to basically admit that this is real? And he said, you haven't put enough weight on me yet. Whoa. That's fucking intense. That's a badass. Yeah. Put another stone on. Go ahead and keep the stones coming. 81 years old, though. Badass motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. So. Man. Yeah. They don't don't build them like that anymore. They don't build old men. Well, old men are still like that. (laughs) But I have a feeling this generation's gonna still be like, Mm-mm. yeah, mm. no stones for me, sir. <clears throat> it's so, all real. The only stones I like everywhere. are Keystone. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Uh, nope. But uh, so yeah, I think. Uh, what do you think? Like that really like got me to thinking in terms of the afterlife. Afterlife. Yeah. Like, well, this is like this is the perfect time. Of the year to be considering these things, yeah, right. Spooky, spooky. spooky You've got a spaghetti. lot of different ideas and scary thoughts and things like that. Scary stuff, not thoughts, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So the afterlife, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. <coughs> What's the great <clears throat> beyond? I think that's the ultimate. And I think uh, I listen to a lot. Of, we list, both listen to a lot of podcasts, and yeah. somebody was talking about, and I'm not, I can't remember his name. Um, but a comedian from mm-hmm. the 80s, 90s. Um, I've, I wish I knew his name, and maybe I'll look it up here shortly. But it was Bill Burr who was talking about him. Yep. And he was like a good friend of his back in the day when he was starting up as a comedian. Mm-hmm. And he was in a car accident, right? Mm. Um, driving to a show, between shows. And... He didn't have a seatbelt on. I think it was the '80s, so it was like I think I remember like bottled water and seatbelts didn't become a thing until the '90s, um, and <laughs> those two things I always remember. And I'm always like, when did when did that start? Um, but seatbelts weren't a thing. You know, the yeah. guy was in a car accident, not wearing a seatbelt, and he was dying. Whenever mm-hmm. somebody found him, and whenever they approached the car. They said he was extremely scared, like he didn't want to die. He kept saying, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it was like he was talking to somebody that wasn't there. And he goes, okay, I understand. And mm-hmm. then he passed away. Yeah. That was eerie just reading that. And I was like, what's going on here? Yeah. So there's so many things so many ideas you know just like revolving around the subject so it's like was that a chemical release and he basically started tripping you know and he's talking to something that he's seeing for real or are you tapping into something else right 
Like, are you are you tapping into something else that is seriously beyond wherever we are right now in this existence and some other kind of existence? And that thing is like, yeah, man, don't be afraid. Come yeah. on over here. Yeah. It was Sam Kennison. Sam Kennison. Yes, I feel like I've heard this story. Yeah. So I bet you right here. I'm going to point this way. There's a photo of Sam Kennison now. <laughs> um, Thanks, Bulby. Thanks, Bulby. Um, but yeah, you should, if you get a chance to read that story, it's extremely sad. Yeah. Um, well, I think he had kind of like a pretty, <clears throat> he struggled, right? Yeah. Just kind of through his own experience and stuff like that. But I think that played into like what made him funny. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think as somebody who is a performer, your life is on stage, mm-hmm. whatever you're going through, it's happening. Yeah. Well, um, Turnpike Troubadours is a band from, I believe, either Oklahoma or Texas. Mm-hmm. Not, not correct on that. Um, <clears throat> their lead singer, I believe, went through a breakup, and then he immediately afterwards took on a horrible alcohol problem mm-hmm. that was prevalent while he was on stage. Mm-hmm. And in interviews that I read, they mm-hmm. were like, he's obviously going through something. And he has to a job that requires him to be in front of people. So it was kind of like, a, does he quit doing it for a while and not make money? And what is, what's he supposed to do? Mm-hmm. You know, his, his life is on display. So right. that becomes weird like that with comedians too, I'm sure, you know? I mean, yeah, like you're saying, just a performer at any level. I mean, even you and your own like writing experience as you're writing songs or whatever it is, you know, I'm sure past experiences whether they're happy sad mad whatever you know they're playing out into your your music isn't it yeah that way yeah i think it's it's weird because whenever you write a song what you're going through at the time is very much real Mm -hmm. but then you go out on stage later and you're playing that same song and it's not really carry it doesn't always carry the same tune (laughs) yeah that it did whenever you're writing it and so it's it's strange because maybe you play it like three years later and you're in a different mindset mm-hmm. than you were when you wrote it, but somebody comes up and they're in that mindset right then. Right. And that's happened before where somebody's come up to me after shows and they were like, you know, your song was like that saved me from like, or helped me through an extremely hard time that I'm going through right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not, you know, it's, you don't <laughs> know, like maybe in that time when I wrote it, it'd be extremely easy for me to like, be like, yeah, I, fucking know what you're going through right but maybe not at the time like i know what you're going through i went through it myself but right now i'm probably not the best person to help you Mm -hmm. but i'm glad the music did right yep that's that's what matters that's what counts that's why you are an artiste yes sir and um so i don't know i don't know what happens after you know we die is it like it's, respawn? Mm. <laughs> I don't know if I really want that to happen. Yeah. Because there is like a group of people who believe that you do respawn. It's just as something different. Yeah. They also believe in hollow earth. I don't know if I really need to come back as like, I don't know, a rat terrier, for example. <laughs> oh, that would suck. Right. Or a dog in general. What lesson are you learning through your existence? Or... Maybe that's the point. Yeah. I don't know. You got to go back and be a rat terrier for a bit because they 
Cause you, you need st- to, I don't know. Cause you didn't know, understand what it was like to be a rat terrier. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That That's a hard one. There's that too. Sam Kinison thing. Yep. Where he sees an angel or a higher being that obviously mm-hmm. is telling him, Hey, it's going to be all right. Just, it's your time. Yeah. It's time to go. That's crazy to think because he could have been hallucinating. Something like that could have been happening. You know, yep. you're near death. I'm sure that something in your brain starts switching off mm-hmm. and you slowly start to see things. I mean, you, you're going to. I don't know how it's confirmable what happens, except for people who I guess dying, like get to the brink and then come back. Yeah. They have a little bit of experience, I think. Yeah. Well, those people that always say that like, oh my gosh, I was, you know, dead for however long, 30 seconds. Yes. And it was like. Are you dead, dead though? I I mean, I know you're like. That's where it gets Like we, like not we, but like a person says that it's okay to call you dead. Yeah. But like, are you dead, dead? I don't know if you're dead. If you're the same kind of dead as like when you're ready to bury somebody. Like, would somebody be comfortable making the call? Like, that person's dead, go bury him. Yeah, I'd, I wouldn't be comfortable making that call. Because, like, 30 minutes later, they could wake up? What if <laughs> what if you're at a funeral and somebody's like, bang? I guess it wouldn't well, be longer I, than 30 minutes. But gonna, let's say, okay, not, you're not at a funeral. Sorry, dumb. That was dumb. Yeah, I was going to say that's long. You're walking the person back, though, putting them back in the freezer because you know this one's getting buried tomorrow. You're the guy. <laughs> you're the guy. And... The bag like starts freaking out. <laughs> That's Halloween shit. You're you're shit in your pants instantly. Instantly. And I bet it's like the scene from Terminator Two. You remember when Sarah O'Connor was like she like ran around the corner and saw a fucking Terminator and she like falls down the floor and is like frantically trying to scoot back from him. Like that's yeah you or that guy every time. Every single time. Yeah, that would be, you know. Um, I think with that, it's like, it gets confusing because then it's like, are they just seeing things? You know, like you're, yeah. you're obviously losing like your ability to, your body is saying, Hey man, we're checking out. Like right. start to dump this shit. We don't need it anymore. Keep the vital organs alive. Yep. The heart, the brain. <clears throat> and yeah, you're starting to like people that I'm assuming people I've never had like traumatic blood loss mm-hmm. but yeah. when they do they start like you know like it starts getting weird for them they mm-hmm. start in and out of consciousness you know and are they experiencing that but on a more massive scale right like if you like aren't like giving them more blood they're like you know in that case of sam kinnison where he was just dying there was no option mm-hmm. and he's just exper- experiencing what maybe if you're not, you know, dead on impact from a car accident, right. you know, you're just suddenly like, this is happening. If you hit your head extremely hard, see, I don't know. Right. I have no idea. I'm listening to you and I'm like trying to come up with answers to all of these well, things. I'm, in my head, I'm just talking. I, I don't even know. I can't fathom. <laughs> yeah. I can't fathom like what it means to actually like make that transition. I think it's a transition. It feels like it should be a transition. Yeah. But I don't know like what that transition is, right? Yeah. And it I feels, feel like... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, I think 
everybody put everybody that's in a situation where you could possibly die. Mm-hmm. You put yourself in those a person's place who did die. Yes, and you say to yourself, "What's that going to be like?" Or, "What is my experience going to be like?" And I think everybody says, "I hope it's quick. I hope it's not like a painful." excruciating for everyone that's involved. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but there's always that what's going to happen. <laughs> and I don't know, you know, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Um, I've have actually been dead, not dead. <laughs> um, we got a real one here, folks. <laughs> there's so much information out there in terms of just like how, like what happens to your brain as you're dying, I suppose. And like, they say that like chemicals are released and that could be like kind of a, maybe a a step in the right direction of knowing the answer. But nobody can answer the question of like like what your like consciousness is. So yeah. I think that's where people get hung up and lost. Like like where you're headed. Like what do you do? I mean, if you have a consciousness that's separate from your body, we're getting into real, real nerd speak here. Yeah. <laughs> We but got if you, a real nerd here, folks. If you have something that's <laughs> got him in the studio. Yeah. If you got something that's separate from your body, what happens to that thing? Like your soul. Yeah, your soul. Yeah. So whatever. So like body's dead, gone, done. If your soul is this invisible life force, where does that go? Is there just wandering around? It could just be wandering around. But that's really fucking creepy because that means that there's just how many what do they say humans have been around for? I don't know. Hundreds of thousands of years? Yeah. Definitely. So we just have all these dead souls wandering around? Yeah. That feels weird. Yeah, that would be creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Different dimensions. Maybe they all go party. There's like a dead island in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> a dead island? Yeah, I mean, uh, the uh, bottom of the ocean floor is the... You know, what? what is it, 10% of it has been, or whatever the percentage is, I'm not guessing, but uh, has been, you know, actually mapped out. Like, we know what's there. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking ocean that hasn't been. That's actually super fascinating to me. Yeah. Yep. I love space. I think all things space is really, really uh, cool and fascinating, but the ocean itself is equally as fascinating to me. The fact that we don't know shit about it yeah well it's eerie the fear of the unknown um we talked about fears a while back we did i'm not about to be the one that goes explores the bottom of the ocean no way jacques cousteau it's all on you james cameron james cameron can have it (laughs) go on boy go down there everything below a certain depth literally everything around you is trying to kill you the water itself is trying to kill you oh yeah like we don't like you down here we're gonna crush your soul well it's also like how would you navigate that you can go off terrain features at the bottom of the ocean i'm sure you know like just like you can on land yep um but how do you map it you know there's just you're like okay it's always changing it's it would be always changing you can't physically be like okay there's a hill over here Correct. Ten years ago, it looked like this because we know it looked like this. <laughs> right. But then, how, yeah, exactly. How do you navigate that? You're going along and you're expecting to see an underwater mountain and nope, it's not there's there a anymore. sandy beach. Yeah. And you're like, well, I knew to take a turn left there before. GPS fucked me up down here. 
Yes. Way to go, Siri. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing's... There's a bunch of stuff in this world that... On this earth that is, you know, just hasn't been checked out yet. You know, on other planets. We're just now getting to where it's like, hey, we may go to Mars before I die. You know, which is... That will be dope. That's going to be like the equivalent of the 60s people going to the moon for us yes and then what's after that like we get to mars and you know what's bad and here's what i think and we're getting fucking off subject but (laughs) what is our (laughs) subject yeah is there a subject um (laughs) but here's what's weird is that i wish whenever i was a kid yeah that i would have been like i want to be an astronaut 100 percent because and dedicated my life to figuring that out right dude if i don't think at least in my own experience as a kid and listen i'm sorry mom but no one was like you can be an astronaut yeah and we i think we've had this discussion before listen i it was great people i had a lot of supporters like you can be whatever you want i guess i didn't ever equivalent or how do you say that word what am i looking for here I didn't put the two and those two together. You can be anything you want, and that could include astronaut. Yeah, like that seems so distant of a reality. Yeah, to like what I was ever going to be. I think that sums down to <clears throat> if you're around people that don't have dreams like that, you may not have dreams like that it's to an extent. That is super true, though. Yeah, like no one around me was like. I want to be an astronaut. As a matter of fact, it was probably pretty opposite. If you were wanting to be an astronaut, you were a fucking nerd. And like, nope, don't talk about that. Yeah. That's today. I'm proud to admit that I am a nerd through and through. Yeah. And I would be an astronaut. If someone gave me a golden ticket and was like, you get to go to space. I don't care what happened in the challenger. I'm getting on that space, (laughs) that rocket ship. And I'm going to space. That might not be the one you want to get Not on. that. I don't want to be on the Challenger. Or was that Columbia? But that's done. I think we learned a lot. <clears throat> Which brings to the next point, too, that, yes, we didn't have somebody sitting there saying, you can do, literally do whatever you want. Like, mm-hmm. look what I do. This is awesome. You can do it, too, kid. Go on. And, right. But there are kids that grow up like that, that do have that, mm-hmm. and they don't do anything. Just like situations where maybe we didn't have parents that were like astronauts or like doing super cool things. Mm -hmm. But there are kids in the same shoes that we were, but that went on to do fucking awesome shit. Yes. So what is it? Is it a mindset thing? Is it a... I think it is a mindset thing. I think it's a confidence thing. Yeah. If you... If you just kind of look at whatever is in front of you and you're like, you know what... I'm going to kick the shit out of this thing. Whatever it is, doesn't matter. I'm just going to be the best at it. The best that I can be. It doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to kill it. Yeah. I think those are the people who generally make it. And the sooner you get to that point in your life, the sooner you're going to make it. Yeah. And probably the better. Like, you know what I mean? I think people can be successful without that all around attitude. But the, uh, I don't know if I th- actually I don't scratch that, strike that from existence. I think they have it. They just don't admit it or they don't say it out loud. They're too, like their humility maybe brings it down a little bit. 
Well, I think you'd hit the nail on the head with the confidence thing. Mm -hmm. If you weren't born, well, into a family with, say, like public speaking, Mm -hmm. that's a fear, a big fear for everyone, right? Yep. But if you were maybe grew up in a household where your dad was a public speaker, he he was always out, like it was a preacher, something like that. Yep. Always talking to people, always just open and willing to talk you saw that you would have a better likely would would have a you'd probably be a good public speaker maybe at some point mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fucking fumbling through my words but <laughs> bah, bah, bah. um that's like with my kid upstairs yep it's like i hope he watches me on stage as he grows up mm-hmm. and he's like has a little bit less fear that first time he gets on stage mm-hmm. and that he has more confidence just for the simple fact that, hey, my dad can go up there and sing in front of hundreds of people and he acts like it doesn't even bother him. Yeah. He does. He's not going to know that. But, I mean, he will. But <clears throat> I want him to know, hey, buddy, it's it's okay to have that fear. That fear is what makes you better. Yep. And it just makes sure that you prepare better so that whenever fear kicks in, Autopilot kicks in and Mm -hmm. you just do what you need to do. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that's the same thing with a lot of stuff like altercations um, and a bunch of other stuff. Like if you don't have practice doing something, you're not going to be good at it. Right. Right. And I would think like what you're saying with confidence, confidence is grown in the work that you put into something Mm -hmm. and repetition. Right. Getting those, getting those reps in, doing it all the time, stretching yourself, challenging yourself to just always nail it, always be good yep. at whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. And so I think that, yeah, what you're saying is with confidence, it's that's where the whole becoming an astronaut would be more realistic, right? Yeah. If you are a little kid and hey, if you're a little kid listening to this, which maybe you shouldn't be, um, the, I think the thing is, is yes, like just be confident in whatever it is that you think is fucking cool yeah, and just run with it. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, man, like you're saying pff, second round, like if we get a, if we get a like respawn, like screw it, I'm just going to be an astronaut. Yeah. Right. I, I think that that, that would be cool for the simple fact that I feel like now I'm missing out on something that's. A huge opportunity. However, I kind of want to be an astronaut like a hundred years from now. That would be crazy. That's going to be like when we have like re- like cities in space, you know, just like these big, big ships where they're like actually living up there and like, you know, vacationing up there or something like that. So you're like, talking like 2120. 2120 <laughs> is when I'm going to be in space as an astronaut. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be doing a podcast from space. <laughs> and I'll be sitting here. Somebody's got to Justin with all this confidence. So somebody <laughs> somebody's got to detail these spaceships Good God. while they're in space. Oh jeez. I can de-ice the shit. You're going to be spaceship. like Radwash Armageddon. Yes. They're going to be like the only thing they can save us from this asteroid is asteroid is redwash. He's going to pressure wash the shit out of that thing. <laughs> it's going to miss us by 2 millimeters. You got to just Dig down into the core of it and, and pump a bunch of water. And it's going to split it right in half and we're, <laughs> we're good to go. 
and Bruce Willis, he'll go with you. Yeah. And you know what you're doing? You're sitting on the pressure washer, riding it because you've gone crazy and you're trying to get front row seats to the end of the world. Or you're just listening to my music as you're doing it. Yes. Yeah. That's actually giving me the confidence. Your confident music, Nick Rucker Country, has given me the confidence to blow this asteroid up. Speaking of confidence. Yes. Space. Nick Rucker Country. Those three things have come together at one point. Commander Scott Kelly lived on the International Space Station for 368 days. And I wrote him one time on Instagram whenever I was like fucking writing everybody. Yep. I'm going to be a big star. <laughs> um, I wrote him and I said, hey, do you think you could play my music on the International Space Station? So I could say, hey, my music played in space. Yes. And guess what happened? You are full of shit. He never wrote back. Oh. Yeah. It just never happened. I got you. Be cool. But, you I know, you got to take end. those chances. I, I had it was a little end way better. Confidence. <laughs> Confidence. You're right. <clears throat> Here's the thing is I heard uh, someone say the other day, and I wrote it down actually, I really liked it. It was, I'm going to botch it. I got to paraphrase it because I don't remember it exactly. So it was basically, without confidence, you don't take risk. It's true. I like that. Yeah. So do I. Because life is all about taking risks. Like, you have to take risks. You will not be great at something unless you take a risk. It's true. It's very true. Yeah, there's plenty of times that if I hadn't just shut my brain off and just went into autopilot and just did something. Yep. I don't know where I would be now. I mean, I'm not saying that I think we all gauge fame and, um, success on our own levels. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to sit here and say that your idea of success is the same of mine as mine. Right. Um, but I do feel like the level of success that I, I guess gained with music music-wise, mm -hmm. has gotten me places that I wanted to go. Right. And in my mind, yeah, I may be sharing that with somebody and saying, hey, you know, I played this show or this show or wrote music with this person or recorded with this person. And somebody that's listening on the Internet may be like, so? Yeah, but there's also somebody else listening on the Internet that's like, shit, I got a lot of work to do before I can get to where that guy is. Correct. <clears throat> but... In my brain, I'm like, I made it. Like, yeah. it made it to where I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because with music, I think about where do I want to ultimately go? Mm -hmm. Where would I want to, where would it ultimately want me to take me? And <clears throat> I think that it's changed over the years. And I hope it's not excuses for myself, but it has changed to I've been successful to the extent I want to be successful on some things. Mm -hmm. But realistically, do I want to be touring huge, huge venues, doing all the work that I know that goes into this day in and day out? And I still tell myself yes. So, that means everything else is an, is an excuse. Yes. I'm just going to yes. throw that out there into the universe, into the stars, into where astronauts live. And you know, the more people that you surround yourself with on a daily basis, mm -hmm. 
means that the less excuses that you can make. Exactly. Because you can't lie to anybody else and you can't lie to yourself anymore. Yep. Which is crazy because the past two months since, or roughly two months, this was the last time I played a show. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to get where I feel like a fat piece of shit with music. Yeah. So. Well, don't be a fat piece of shit. <laughs> get to the grindstone. Yes. Start working. Yes. And so that we've talked about that before. Yep. So this is my public statement of saying, hey, I need to get my fucking ass in gear because an opportunity fell into my lap today that is going to open some doors. Yep. Hopefully. The I don't have any fears about it. Mm-hmm. I just want it to be perfect. And that's normal for me to feel that way yeah and uh so i'll announce that later but um it's gonna be cool which but is... me and everyone else gets to now hold you accountable that's true yes so that's gonna happen yep. so good luck to you sir Thanks. you're gonna nail it you cool. told me about it i know what's going on yeah it'll be fun yes sir so it'll be a really cool thing about death yes Circling it back. Circling it. Um, so definitely, like, after being in Salem this week yep, and knowing that a bunch of people died randomly mm-hmm. um, because they were accused of witchcraft, mm-hmm. fucking dumb, for one. It was the time, 1692. There was nothing else to do. Could you imagine, like, 1692? No. Uh, that would be a really interesting time to be alive. Yeah, I and I found myself like fantasizing. Like I was, you know, just the regular clothes that I was wearing, everything else. You show up 1692 in what you're wearing, you know. Yeah. For our time. Back then, no idea what the regular clothing was. I'm sure it was not this. Not that. <clears throat> Probably I I doubt. I don't know. I'd have to look up these facts, but running water, I don't know. No idea. Um I'm feeling like no. Yeah, I doubt. I feel like there's no running water. There's no electricity. Life is horrible in general. In the summer, I feel like life is fine. Actually, no. I want to say that. <clears throat> it feels like in some respects it could have been easier. Um, in that your daily grind is just different. But your daily grind is literally surviving, I think. Yeah. Like if you didn't go out and hunt whenever you were going to eat. You didn't eat. That's why I don't get why fucking people settled where winter happens. <laughs> well, it's just uh, no idea where, you know, it's not like they had, maybe they had a map. You're right. They wouldn't have like a <clears throat> reference. They wouldn't be like, oh yeah, they're telling, saying down in Florida, it's fucking great <laughs> it's on great. Facebook. They we're going down to that. Florida for the winter, boys. Uh, saddle up the uh, dogs and let's go. You're right. They might as well have been a, a world away. Yeah. Yeah, so but did Lewis and Clark, they didn't like tell people this shit. Dude, we're probably not the best to Lewis and Clark is probably not 1692, actually. No. This is way off. That's way before, I think. I right? We are fucking real We're dumb. stupid. We're so dumb. <laughs> the point is, 1692 would have been a really interesting time to be alive if you're white. And <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, we're being honest, right? Yes. Uh, 
I don't know if we've ever established that I'm multiracial here. You are. So I, I can say that. Yeah. I think. Anyway, point is, would have been really interesting to be alive. No technology to speak of. Your daily grind is surviving. So you're working all the warm months so that you can like hunker down for the winter. And you're right. If you didn't kill your food, you're not eating a bunch of food. But they did. I mean, we learned how to grow the shit out of corn. So I need to take a history class again. So Lewis and Clark, 1803. Yeah, I knew Lewis and Clark was newer than, than 1692. So what were... The- like, why weren't they out exploring? Instead, they were like, hey, we're going to... I bet people were accuse people just, be witch. Lewis and Clark had a better marketing department. Well, they still had 200 years to go. Uh, but I guarantee there were people in 1692 that made their way across the United States to the land of the well, West. Well, yeah, they had to be there for some reason. Well, they probably got murked on the way. Well, yeah, they're like, oh, you don't have your own ideas around here, boy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be shoving <laughs> you down the well and hitting you with stones. When did guns happen? firearms i know god why you that's asking? that's asia long time ago that's asian oh huh? ages asian oh gunpowder asia okay that's something i didn't know yep and then but i don't know when firearms became a big thing so i think that's probably what made it easier going west yeah i don't know if a bunch of quakers from 1692 on the east coast knew how to defend Puritans. against well it's Puritans, and arrows yeah. and I, there was a lot to learn from just being there in general about history, but yeah. you know, the Puritans and, and religion was a huge thing, you know, yeah. the thing, right? If you, you know, weren't religious, then you were a witch. Um, and right. you died. <clears throat> but I do believe that if you didn't have a strong belief system at the time in religion or whatever it else it may be, then yeah, you were gonna fall victim to somebody of the time. Like if you weren't going with the herd. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you weren't part of the group, yeah. You're ousted. And I imagine that villages or whatever they were called then were probably very much like if you aren't a part of this, what we're promoting, mm-hmm. you gotta get the fuck out. Yeah. Go or on. else we'll make yeah. sure you get out by calling you a witch and hanging you. We never lost that mentality. It's true. That like village <clears throat> just tribal e- thing evolved. If you're not if you're not in it, you're against it. Yeah. No. Well, it's a way for people to feel kinship uh close to closer to people. That's true. And feel a part of something. Do you do you think that there is a sweeping fix for that? Or do you think that it even needs to be fixed? Tribalism? Yeah. I don't think it needs to be fixed. I think that's a, like, I think even I, we talked about Sebastian Younger, <clears throat> a few, he wrote the book, The Tribe, mm-hmm. about how society needs to go back to tribalism mm-hmm. because it becomes a matter of survival of the fittest and relying on one another in order to succeed. Mm-hmm. Which he related to a, of course, um, in the Corngall Valley in Afghanistan, a infantry unit was out there and they talked about how all the brotherhood and everything else, like nothing else mattered. Yeah. The only thing that mattered was those boys surviving, Mm -hmm. those guys, men. 
<clears throat> and they relied on themselves. But when they came back to the United States, it's not here. And I can relate to that to an extent. Because whenever you deploy, it's not just, oh, we're overseas and there's like, I think some, you know, civilians think there's just thousands of soldiers and yeah. we never, you know, like whatever. Um, but <clears throat> there is thousands of soldiers, but we become very close knit with like five or six people. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. And you rely on those people for everything. Like you're, they're your counselors. They're somebody that's there to talk to that you eat with every day that you talk to play games, whatever for say you're straight. Mm hmm. And then you come back to the United States and all of a sudden that cord's cut. Yeah. That's what I, he's referring to as tribalism, as keeping it like that in the United States because there's a sense of purpose and it helps with like mental health and everything else. Because people, if, you, if you relied on, hey, this is your week to do the hunting mm -hmm. and I didn't hold up my part of the bargain... Yeah, that becomes a survival of the fittest. Now you you're no longer good dinner to me. for the winter. <laughs> yeah, and you're no longer. I'm no longer good for you. Right. And you're like, get the fuck out. You want to be lazy? Go do something else. Right. Go find the lazy tribe. Yeah, the one, and you can be part of that tribe. You could die together, and you guys can <clears throat> pick berries and shit. Yeah, you're probably too lazy to do that. Right. I think we uh, even in our our day job, we have that. Yeah. You know, and that's important because. Yeah, you rely on somebody else to, because they're good at something. You yeah. rely on this person because they're really good at something. But yeah. as a group, we're very successful on a larger scale. You're marching of, toward the same thing. Yes. Where where does that tribalism stop? You know what I'm saying? So like, so you have on a very micro level, you have a, a tribe of five guys over out in you know Afghanistan. Because they have to be there for each other, you know, through this thing. But they get home and all of a sudden now, like, you know, you can extrapolate, start extrapolating it further and further, right? So you got a family. That's a tribe. You've got a community, a neighborhood, a job, you know, whatever. Get it out to the country. Yeah. So, like, where do we stop, right? And if we're a space-faring race, doesn't the whole world need to be a tribe? Yeah. I mean, that's how we stop fighting each other, of course. Right. You know, it's more of a being competitive to be the leader of the group, I guess, but not so much, hey, let's kill everybody or right. each other. <clears throat> um, but yes, what if, you know, in those situations, like in movies, mm -hmm. Independence Day, 9-11, yep. that's another good one. That we've talked about recently, or mm -hmm. has been talked about recently, where the nation had to unite yep. to fight a power that was not us hurting ourselves. Right. And I feel like we banded together pretty good. Yeah. Around that scenario. Yes. Well, I think one of the things, like the N22 movement, um, all of that stuff, the N22 movement is. Trying to stop veteran suicides, mm -hmm. uh, 22 a day. Um, the whole, we've got a generation of soldiers coming back from war, Iraq, Afghanistan, a war that's been going on for years. Mm -hmm. And to put it into perspective, whenever I started, whenever the war started, I was in high school. Mm -hmm. Whenever the war 
I went to war during the war. I it was 2008, which was five years after high school. So I got to watch it start and mm-hmm. learn about it in school. And then I got to go be a part of it. Yeah. Which was the fucking craziest thing. And to put it even more into perspective, I got to learn about it again in college, mm-hmm. which was like, right. what, what's this timeline? I feel like whenever I think about, you know, like <clears throat> World War II soldiers or Vietnam, um, I think to myself, man, that was so long ago. And like, you know, it's crazy to think that, well, they were doing the same thing then, you know, mm-hmm. like World War II kicked off and... I'm sure that somebody was like maybe a junior in high school at the time mm-hmm. when it first kicked off. A year later, they found themselves in Germany, you know, yep. during World War II. And, and I never put myself in that perspective because wars come and go so fast. Yeah. Faster I mean, than you think. You're talking whatever that was, three and a half, four years, where, yeah, you could have had somebody, like you're saying, within those few years, kind of graduate high school, then go to war, then come back. Yeah. And the war's done. But you learned about it five years before you went. Yeah. And then you go, you do your time, and then you're out now into college, and you're learning about the things then that you probably did while you were there. You know what I mean? Or circumstances yeah. kind of revolving around, around and you're, that. And it's crazy because even in college, like seeing photos, and I took that photo, not that particular photo, but I took that photo of my, myself. Mm-hmm. And you're like... I know what it's like to stand there and look at it, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's fucking crazy. And that goes into like going into Afghanistan when we were in Afghanistan and looking at how war torn this country has been for years because you have ruins from uh, British India from like, I don't remember the years, Mm -hmm. but um, Russia, when Russia invaded Afghanistan and Alexander the Great, we are still using lookout points from when Alexander the Great was there. Yeah. Constructed so well that we were still using them, which was the craziest thing ever. And well, listen, during that time, you talk about like weird times or cool times to be alive. Yeah. What about the world then? I'm not trying to throw you off track here, but we can come back to it. Yeah. The average lifespan was like 30. (laughs) Yeah. But they built some cool shit that's still around today. Yeah. Yeah, That's they crazy. Took, you know, they had to put more effort into it. There wasn't yes. the machines that we have that does everything for us. Yep. And you just punch it into a computer and it builds things. Yeah, they were like, I have That's to build what, it by this shit by hand. That's why people were dying by 30. Yeah. Because they were worked fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. Like crazy. Like you're, so. you're like um, worked to the bone, like your fingers, literally. That's where that came from, probably. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. Afghanistan in particular, it's been trashed for a long time. Real hard for them to recover because everything keeps May going never. down over there. Yeah, and it's so easy to, you know, just because of the poverty level of mm-hmm. most of those cities and towns and or villages, um, it's so easy to corrupt the government mm-hmm. because it's like, Hey, I've got a lot of money because, you know, I've got money that I stole from this other place. Yeah. If you want some, just let me control the city a little bit. Right. Let me do what I'm going to do. I'm <laughs> going to push my agenda. Yeah. Going to accomplish a couple of things. And, then, and you're probably going to die at the end of it. Yeah. But, but you're okay with it. Yeah, you're fine. Right? You're good. 
whatever. But yeah, that's why it's so easy to take yes. advantage of people, you know, or yeah. fear that, yeah, that's, but then those people die and they go somewhere. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Who knows? They go to Death Island. Yeah. Death Island. Yeah. Not Epstein Island. Death Island. Could be one and the same. We don't know yet. That would be Jury's still out. <laughs> yeah. Not on Epstein because guess what? He's there too. Yeah. Don't think he did it to himself. Just putting that on record. Yeah, he definitely didn't. I think someone else gave him a one-way ticket to Death Island. Yeah. Somebody was like judge, jury, and executioner all in one jail cell. <laughs> if we want to get real crazy, I'm guessing that was a group decision. Yeah. So people that probably run part of this country. My name exists in a book you have. We're going to off you so no one finds that fucking yeah. book. Yep. We're going to fucking burn your body. But yeah. That's uh, that's crazy. That's like Osama bin Laden. All of a sudden yeah. he was shot one day and they just dumped his body out at sea. Like, uh... <laughs> Let's make sure it's dead. <laughs> yeah. All the way dead. Super dead. <laughs> Strap a bunch of grenades to him. Drop him yes. down there and we want to watch it pop. Right. <laughs> yeah. They can, the government can take out anybody they want. So. Yep. Okay. But yeah, that's uh, that's the unfortunate fate yeah. if you are a certain kind of person. Yep, it's all right. Well, it is what it is. <laughs> Just kidding. But um, so yeah, I think uh, not to get off of what we initially thought was going to be the subject, but we definitely have gone down about eighty different rabbit holes. We have, but I feel like they're all connected, right? We even got to a point where somehow <laughs> Nick Rucker Country. <laughs> space outer space and what was it confidence and confidence <laughs> all came in to the exact same story god that's a good story i'm gonna be that a good, is a good story i'm gonna be a good like telling my kids stories <laughs> what gonna, is the commander's name again oh uh um kelly yeah command commander scott kelly yeah if you're listening, still to this, wanting he's Nick Rucker country. Yeah, just play it now. I, I'm assuming you're in Texas. Just go ahead and spin her on up, bud. Actually, you can play this episode of Rad Country yep. in the space station. I'm sure they're going to be entertained by this. Yep. They're actually looking down and being like, fuck you guys. Yeah. We have the confidence as kids. Yeah. And that's why we're up here giving you the finger. Well, what's cool is like one of the. The uh, astronauts that's had the most time in space mm -hmm. lived and grew up not too far from here in Mount Air, Iowa. Peggy, I don't remember her last name. Peggy, Google it. I Astronaut feel like, Peggy. I feel like it'll pop up. Peggy Sue is Peggy, Peggy Sue something. Peggy Sue. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds right, right? From Iowa. Uh, <laughs> she has the most space time. Um, in outer space. And yeah. that's a town of maybe like 400 people. Yeah. It's, it just, I think it all comes down to confidence from your parents, probably like having mm -hmm. a strict, because if you're going to be an astronaut, you honestly have to have a good work ethic. You obviously. The level of discipline has yes. to be out of this world. Everything has to be regimented and perfect in your, in everything that you do. Yes. You can't be like going up to space like, ah, I forgot to flush the toilet. Like right. it's just something I've always done. Right. Just never flush the toilet. <laughs> oh, 
Forgot to wipe. <laughs> I don't ever wipe my ass. <laughs> Uh, or brush my teeth or yeah. do anything or keep notes right yeah we probably wouldn't be good astronauts because literally like literally thought lewis and clark happened <laughs> in before christopher columbus got here <laughs> lewis and clark uh, they found st louis in 1994 um and then uh oj simpson drove through where they were at and here we are oj simpson hit them on the interstate like an asshole <laughs> with the ford bronco <laughs> Oh man, that's that's another person that did something bad and got away with it. He, well, yeah, he got away with it. Yeah, he did, and is like living life right now, <laughs> golfing. But so he killed the fuck out of his wife. Oh yeah, she. If she were here to tell the story, yeah, she'd be like, "OJ killed the shit out of me." I don't think. She is at Death Island. I think she oh. is waiting over his sleeping body every night. Yeah, like this is the, coming to you, sir. Cole Brown Simpson and Ronald Goldman Goldman are <laughs> waiting in in the midst for him to come to the other side, wherever he goes. And rain, rain. I think we need to make like a spoof type horror movie. That involves a reversal. OJ, or they kill OJ and <laughs> getting killed, just completely wrecked. They kind of do. It's called Naked Gun, <laughs> the mo those movies, and he gets the shit kicked out of him. The whole, all those movies. The OJ Simpson, whatever. We should let's not give him the time of day. That's not bad guy. Yeah, but yeah. So let's wrap up this week. Actually, this was a good session. Yeah, like, this was a really good session. We were gonna, we, we had the topic of afterlife, what we were going to do in the afterlife, but yep. it rabbit holed into other cool things. Those are the most fun ones for me. Yeah, when we kind of just go here and there and yeah, everywhere. Well, it gets people thinking. Yeah, yeah. So if you're in the comments section, <laughs> leave your comments. Somebody comment. Yes, like, tell us what you think about the yeah. afterlife. Yeah, and uh, tell your friends about our podcast, which is available on Apple Podcasts, Amazon. Um, you could tell Siri, hey, Siri, play Rad Country. And Siri will be like, yes, Papa. And play it. So do that. We are on Spotify. Just Google it, and we will pop up. Um, another layer to both of our legends, Rad Country, Rad Wash, Nick Rucker Country, Hey, we'll see you next week. Justin. Yes, let's get out of here. Oh, wait. Before we get out of here, let's plug some merch, man. Yes. We have t-shirts. I wore it in the last episode, so go back and watch that one. Yep. And if you want a t-shirt, reach out us to know. us on the music or on the um, podcast page. Yes. Say, hey, I'd like one of those t-shirts, and we will work to make that happen. And that would be awesome if you guys wore them. Yes. On the back, it says Omaha's Best Fucking Podcast. It's basically you donating to us. We'll give you a t-shirt for that donation and hopefully be able to grow the podcast. I mean, yeah. honestly, that's what it's for. That's what we want is you guys. Yes. To, we're, we don't make any money doing this at all. <laughs> Literally, we spend money on this. Right. And by you guys telling more people about it, that just helps us grow a fan base, which would be awesome to have a cool fan base in yeah. Omaha. That's it. So we don't look like idiots whenever we tell we're almost best fucking podcast. They're like, you have 12 followers. You know what? But I get messages from some of those followers. They're like, I want to hear more. 
Yeah, so do I. So. My mom. Yeah. My mom. Sweet. <laughs> Her mom's yeah. <laughs> Oh, mama's boys. Hey. Right here. Let's see what they did there. <laughs> hey, old chap. Okay. Well, uh, we'll, let's sign off for this piece. Yeah, we'll sign off, and we will talk to you guys next time. Yeah. See ya.